Okay, we're rolling. Cool. So I found myself on Exvangelical TikTok, mm-hmm. um, and I found well, I don't know. I get a bunch of them every single day. Um, but here's one for you: Is God non-binary? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah. All right. I mean, but it's not settled. like okay. Non-binary might refer to like one kind of thing, it, like like in a very literal sense. God would be non-binary, right? Like, just not. Like, is what's the gender of a rock? It's like a category sure. mistake to think that it would have a gender, you know? Like, I feel like non-binary refers to, like, a human who intentionally rejects the gender binary. Right. But they're still on the gender spectrum because humans just have to be. Yes. So this TikTok was all about how conservatives are going to get owned when they find out that God is non-binary. Like, they show up and God is, like... Literally, hairs. yeah. <laughs> That's actually exactly what yeah. it's about. That sounds right. Yeah. Cool. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, I can't wait for that. But Jesus is a he/him. Yeah, Jesus is a man. Well, I guess but Jesus is God. Uh oh. <laughs> Stop. birthday jesus yeah happy birthday happy early birthday capricorn Um, yeah (laughs) that's really funny it's so stupid what can you infer about jesus dude capricorns listen i don't want to flame the capricorns capricorn men though bad bad what's wrong with them two goat like hairy legs (laughs) nice yeah Mm -hmm. um uh, no male manipulator energy okay that's what i'll say like mr tumness exactly yeah i bet he well he's not the christ figure right no the lion is aslan yeah yeah typical c.s lewis did not know his astrology (laughs) no (laughs) he was too busy doing his train metaphors (laughs) (laughs) okay so jesus male manipulator capricorn um what else are capricorns like they're stubborn Mm. Mm -hmm. i don't know I I didn't think about this ahead of time. I don't really know much about Capricorns. Right. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I just know the male Capricorns I know. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Oh, jeez. Okay, all right. <laughs> Except Jesus. Except Jesus, yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah. Breaking stereotypes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> of what a man can do. Right. Quite literally. Yeah. Well, Merry Crisis. <laughs> Merry Chrysler. Yeah. <laughs> This is our Christmas special. It is. Welcome to the Misenchantments Christmas special. If you're looking for a structured episode, good luck. Yeah, not this one. We're no. riffing. We're just letting the Yule spirit fill us. Mm. Um, what is Yule? Yule is the like traditional Germanic celebration of Thor. Mm. Yeah. So we're not letting that fill us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> would be a heresy. 
Yeah. Um, All right. What do you? What is first on the docket there? Um. <clears throat> well, we're just talking about Christmas for the first part of the episode. Um, we're not going to spend too much time on Christmas because, as we all know, Easter is the better holiday. That's right. Um, and I think this is an unpopular opinion. Um, at least the people I know seem to really like Christmas, but those people are wrong because Easter is better. But we go to you, work. What do you like better about Easter? Spring. You know, that's very Christian of you because, like, really, Easter is the big holiday. Yeah, I like, think Like, liturgically, so too. that's like the, you know, Christmas is the second one. Right. Christmas, it's just been, we need to put the Christ back in Christmas. Yeah. That's the bit I'm going to do that's this our, episode. I'm going to do it with you. I think that's true. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll do the opposite. <laughs> to be, <laughs> to be a, a stinker. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, that's good. Um, but that is yeah. that is gonna... really my gripe is that right. it's just not. I don't know. I don't like the Samsung commercials. No, absolutely. I not. don't like yeah. the Kohl's commercials. Not the I Lexus to... ones. Not the. Yeah, Best I used Buy. to work retail, and we would have to come in on Thanksgiving to do. Uh, like I don't know why the kids' clothing store was opening on Thanksgiving. Uh, so people could get like Christmas pajamas and shit like that um and Easter is just like nice it's wholesome I like even the non-Christian elements of Easter better rabbits eggs hide and seek right (laughs) it's not hide and seek I guess but the the treasure hunt yeah right what Christmas games are you still doing um Easter egg hunts (laughs) Yep. <laughs> nice. Right at that park over there. <laughs> right, good. <laughs> Just like yeah. pushing a five-year-old over. Yeah, like look how many I have. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, my grandparents used to host like an annual Easter egg hunt and they would do this thing where they would get all the kids hot wheels and put it at the top of the driveway and then my grandpa would, you know, like put a, a yardstick mm-hmm. and then the hot wheels would race. Oh, that's cool. Great fun. Yeah. Very Christian. Right. Yeah. Um, to me. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Christmas, what is there? Trains? Yeah. Trees? That's pretty... I like both of those things in general. Yeah, me too, actually, when I think about it. Yeah. Um, there are plenty of things to like about Christmas, but... Yeah. I think... I always used to say that I didn't really like Christmas, but what I think I really don't like, because we're going to talk about different kinds of Christmas, I think, there's many different Christmas aesthetics. Um... And I, or I, actually, it's not just aesthetic. We'll get to that. But like, there's many different flavors or like reasons for doing Christmas, ways of, you know, doing it. And like, I really hate like capitalism Christmas, which I feel like is the dominant strain. Like, and I feel like, like the two songs that I always think of that they play too much that make me think of this are Mariah Carey, you know, the All I Want for Christmas is You. Right? It's my favorite song. No, it's not. I fucking, no. <laughs> I fucking hate that song. I know. And, um, uh what's his name uh paul mccartney you know simply oh. having a wonderful christmas you hate time. paul mccartney i hate i do i do hate paul mccartney actually uh, not really i pity him he's my favorite beetle he, he was he was a great beetle he was a good wing um <laughs> not good yeah. since then a good wing. um very bad since then um mm-hmm. and simply having a wonderful christmas time is one of the most unctuous and awful i use that word too much um it's uh, what's the, it's distasteful. That's yours. Why um, do you hate that song so it's much? It's just so repetitive and annoying. And it's like perfect. It's like if you taught um, 
like an AI to make Paul McCartney songs because it like really highlights the like saccharine like theater kid vibe that he has <laughs> and like overdoes it. Yeah, sorry. Was that too much for you? Nah, <laughs> that's fair. To yeah. each their own. Right. What about? But I like hearing like all... those in a Macy's, I hate it. Well, that's on you for being in Macy's. Well, I, I'm thinking about when I was a kid. I had sure. no choice. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that... I don't have any thoughts on the song. Mm. But... But, I, yeah, I was using those as kind of, like... Sure. You know, representative of the general, like... Yeah, like, mainstream Christmas vibe. Something I've been thinking about with Christmas songs is, you know the... Is it Wham? Uh, the song, like, Last Christmas, I Gave You My Heart. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I used to play that at the kids' clothing store at which I worked. And <laughs> one of the lines is, like, um, like, don't you recognize me? It, it's been a year. That doesn't surprise me. And I just think if I told someone I loved them on Christmas and then a year later I ran into them and they were, like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> that would be it for me yeah yeah that would be Um, for sure so that's what i've been thinking about how devastating that is that's a good thing to meditate on as the year comes to a close (laughs) what about it specifically just that particular scenario where you're getting owned by somebody so badly it's a good yeah that's what the christmas movies should be about right um oh you know what christmas song i do really like you know christmas rapping by the waitresses no you do it's that one that's like merry christmas merry christmas you know that one? <laughs> oh, it sounds repetitive it is but it's good actually hmm. i'm not gonna sing it i don't have like the like jubilant 80s pop girl voice to convey it properly um but it's a good one it's by the waitresses mm-hmm. sick name i'm gonna double check that but i'm like 900 percent sure <laughs> okay <laughs> it's on my christmas playlist um yeah it is by the waitresses um so you have a christmas playlist i do and it has all the christmas music i do like which is like like sad like some what child is this kind of vibes you know he gets like a dark room where there's nothing but like the christmas tree lights on and a fire some what child is this Mm. Mm. (laughs) but it's on spotify yeah hmm you say you hate capitalism, That's and yet yeah, well, you live in a capitalist yeah. society. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Checkmate. That's right. Well, I can play it on my guitar, too. Oh. Um, so. Sure. If I look at the chords. But, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, no yeah. one's expecting you to. It's very simple, I think. And yet. It's green sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> I can't win. Um, <laughs> you, you can't. Um, what yeah. What kind of Christmas music do you like? Um... I've been exclusively listening to Sufjan's Christmas albums. Nice. Are you familiar? Yeah. I haven't, like, like, I have this problem with Sufjan where Mm. I, like, intellectually know that I should like him. I know he's, like, in an objective sense good. And yet, whenever I try to listen, my mind just won't. I just just can't, you know? It just doesn't, like, stick. I don't know. I'm too stupid. I'm too low, low IQ, I think. All right. I'll allow it. Because <laughs> Sufjan, I love him. One day I will meet him. I don't know how. In heaven. Actually, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I know one day. In front day of non binary God. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he has this um, 
this Christmas song I really like called uh it's an original called the child with a star on his head and it has this very beautiful line about um it says like and all the trust we put in things uh in engineering in calendars I don't know it's just like a really beautiful wintry song I don't know how to you just have to go listen to it yeah it slaps all right it's also like 15 minutes long because see that's the other thing he does that yeah and there's only lyrics in the first five minutes and then it just like devolves into like noises Mm mm-hmm yeah he has this one song on the album that has um police sirens so every time you listen to it in the car you get kind of scared that's really funny (laughs) yeah um it's not jingle bells but it's like a one of one jingle bells with police sirens thrown in <laughs> that's, that's really funny yeah. yeah that's my favorite um christmas aesthetic right sufjan midwestern christmas right that is pretty good that is a very good aesthetic but you like sad british christmas i love sad british christmas that is my yeah why can't there be happy british christmas because christmas is like a somber t- well here's the thing <laughs> please most of the season between Thanksgiving and Christmas is actually Advent, mm-hmm. which is a season of waiting. You see, we're waiting for the Savior. It's like an uncertainty at this point, you know, mm-hmm. in, the, oh, sure, in, the, sure. in the imagination. Of course, we already know. But, you know, so it's actually a somber time because we're, you know, sitting around waiting, hoping for, hoping for goodness to come. Um, now, Christmas, which is the 12 days after the 25th well including the 25th and after um now that that could be happy that's a lot you're allowed to be happy then but you have to be sad sad and and uh hopeful you know like somber. sad and hopeful. well not sad like somber you know it's like melancholy. serious yeah okay but it's a little melancholy but i think that's the point hmm all right have you ever experienced this melancholy yeah <laughs> No, sad British Christmas. Oh, no, not in England, no. In America? Well, in my mind. In oh, my mind palace. Mind. <laughs> sure. I, and, yeah, I, well, I shifted to my AU. Um, oh, my where God. I'm, where, yeah, where I'm a little British boy in Victorian England. And Snape is your and husband is or my, whatever. He's, yeah. <laughs> That's I'm a, a very... little British boy, and Snape is my husband. That's a very difficult reference. <laughs> it, <from. laughs> if anyone gets that i'm so sorry yeah really maybe we should cut that it's not gonna make any sense no i really like it (laughs) okay good okay what is that a reference to um there are these women who say that they can like shift to an alternate reality in which snape is their husband and he's real right in when they're in those real are they in the harry potter world or are they in i don't know okay that's cool. Wait, yeah. I feel like I've read about this. Did I send it to you? Yeah, I feel like you did send it to I me. I did send it to you. I had also yeah. heard about okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That's a misenchantment. It certainly is, yeah. Harry Potter as a whole. We should do an episode on Harry That'd Potter. Be and how my um, Lutheran grandparents thought it was evil. Right. And I read it. Um, my, my teacher read it to us in catholic school because catholics are satan worshipers i feel like we may have talked we about did this. we did talk about it in like the first episode damn yeah. but it um, all comes full circle right perfect yeah uh, but yeah i you know i guess I, I you know i have listened to like you know like anglican cathedral music 
around Christmas time for quite some time. That's been my my want. Um, my my parents do a very like like that's kind of the aesthetic that they decorate with too. Mm. It's very like you know like tasteful kind of Britishy looking. I mean you know or just like trad Christmas that way. So. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I have the first of our christmas questions the one i wrote down for you we already just did my first one which was what's your favorite christmas aesthetic and you said midwestern sufjan oh yeah i suppose you could expand on that but you'll go do yours first okay um so re mine is kind of similar it's not a very good question do you think living in san diego has made you miss out on the magic of christmas oh because i feel like you're talking about sad british christmas right but here it's like sunny. It's going to be like 80 degrees this year on Christmas. I saw that. And sunny. Oh, it's more like 70, I think. Oh. It's cold right now, though. But um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a bummer for sure. Um, yeah, I would say so. I'd say, you know, um, it was very cool when I was living in Colorado around like before because I would still come home for Christmas. But mm-hmm. like, you know, in December before coming home. Um, like just walking around like the main in Pearl Street on, in Boulder, you know, they would do it all up in Christmassy stuff. And mm-hmm. it did have a very like, like, mm, like this is, you know, just like it's in time. It's time. It's just <laughs> yeah. like in the movies. Nice. So I'd say a little bit. However, now the Mediterranean Middle East, very similar climate to San Diego, California. Wow. So in a sense, this is really the authentic Christmas Wow, that's so true. I just colonized Christmas so yeah, hard you just, to fit yeah. it into my Western lens. You did, yeah. Not too far Western, though, because <laughs> then I would have come full circle. Right, that's right. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. What mm-hmm. about you? Um, yeah, I think so. I think it... I, I also um, always liked being in Michigan before coming back for... Christmas um and last year I spent the week before Christmas in Minneapolis which was really nice because it was like snowy good vibes Mm -hmm. midwestern Sufjan Christmas um yeah I do think that is the supreme Christmas just for vibes yeah just for vibes yeah not for yeah I don't know logistics of (laughs) historical accuracy I don't know yeah yeah. Uh, okay i'll ask you my next one okay do you like giving gifts hmm that's difficult i don't know my family doesn't really do gifts really so it's hard to say i feel very like awkward getting gifts often and like shy about it Mm. um and i don't want there to be like pressure around getting gifts i love to give gifts i like to go christmas shopping i've been putting off christmas shopping for my sister for example because i have so much fun (laughs) shopping for her and it's always like so enjoyable yeah because she's more like stylish than i am um so it's nice to just like buy things that i would never wear but i think are nice um so that's nice um but yeah, I don't like the pressure around it and kind of like the the anxiety of getting a good gift. Right. Yeah, th- I think that's how I feel too. I feel really like, yeah, 
I don't like getting gifts for that reason or giving gifts. I also don't really care that much about getting them. I mean, like I like them sometimes, but I'm just not really that like, I don't know. It's just not like a form. It's not one of my love languages. Sure. In either giving or receiving. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I think, I don't know. It's very rare that I get a gift that is like surprising and like really wonderful like i don't know i always just get things i really need and like wanted anyway like i just got some birkenstocks as you yeah um, noted it is before christmas but whatever and i like love them so much and i know i will wear them every single day for the next like two years probably but i don't know yeah so i'm very pleased about this but not like because it was a gift right but because it's a beautiful yeah. object that I love. Right. But yeah. also thank you to the person who got me nice. <laughs> the gift, if you're listening. Um, it is a very nice gift. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And I think, like, I guess that's, like, why I don't really care. Because it's, it's rare that somebody gets me something that is something I never would have thought of getting, getting myself, but I still like. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a pretty small intersection. Like, I'm pretty cognizant of my desires, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, like, and not even just that. It's just, like, I don't want that many things. And whenever I do want something, I just get it. Or it's, like, <laughs> yeah. something I can't just get. Like, I don't know, like, a new car or something, right? Like, right, nobody's going to sure. get me that for Christmas. So it is a little bit, like, yeah, like, I don't know. Uh, usually things are, like, oh, thanks. Nice. You know? Okay, the one exception to this, yeah. you probably just saw me look across the room, is <laughs> last year for Christmas, my sister got me that monkey candle holder. Do you see it? That's pretty excellent, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just like a little monkey who's squatting. It's like gold painted, and it is holding like a candle. It's a candlestick holder. And yeah. Kennedy, she was like, oh, I saw this in a shop and I thought of you immediately. And I was like, that is the perfect object. That is that is a great gift. I think I would, um, yeah. So I was very like shocked and it is a perfect gift, but yeah, so rare. Right. Yeah, I guess that does happen. Like I've gotten, yeah, my friend Allie got me book last year that was really nice Hmm. like that i really enjoyed actually um but yeah that doesn't happen like all the time Mm -hmm. um she's just uniquely gifted at that i think nice gifted gifted. yeah (laughs) you can't congratulate yourself (laughs) (laughs) well i didn't realize that i had done sure sure that's fair um okay my second question of three is really also not very good uh which is do you think any form of like non-religious christmas celebration like lights trees etc is like warranted or good like do you enjoy any of that yeah i mean i guess i like seeing christmas lights on houses and that sort of thing like it's a nice thing to go for a walk in the evening and see that Mm -hmm. um but warranted i don't know i do kind of feel like well, we've talked about this and maybe this will be like kind of the crux of the thing. Like, like I, I like pagan Christmas too. Or like, you know, I don't know what you'd call it. Like mm-hmm. solstice and Saturnalia or something. Actually, that's the Roman one, but whatever. Like, you know, like Germanic pagan solstice celebration, Yule style, rad. That's cool. Love that. Mm-hmm. I just think like the alternatives are, you know, are just, it's like that Christian Christmas or capitalism Christmas. And I hate capitalism Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, it's very empty when people are, like, all about, like, 
Santa and like I don't know or people be like oh the Christmas spirit and it's just like friendship or something like that you know right so that sucks that sucks like it just sucks in comparison to like the like mm, I don't know the deeper significance that the season used to have for people you know um either like you know from different religious traditions but like like that system of meaning is so much more than like oh it's a time to give like a little extra to charity or like right be nicer to the relatives that you hate like that's good but it's like yeah stupid in comparison yeah i think that's right like all my favorite things about christmas or i'm trying to think about uh why i liked midwestern christmas so much last year for example and it was i like to bundle up and go on walks right (laughs) i like to eat warm food and like watch nice movies yeah Warm food and is family. low-key when being crazy is the vibe, you know? Yeah, guess, yeah, in a family setting. I liked sitting in the basement and watching movies. Like, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, does it have anything to do with uh, Jesus' birthday in particular? Yeah. Not really. My mom told me that she used to make a birthday cake for Jesus, and I have no memory of this. <laughs> As a child. That's so sweet. Isn't that some evangelical? That is some evangelical <laughs> shit, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, what? Um, it's very cute, though, but it's <laughs> also yeah. bizarre. It is, yeah, it is bizarre. Uh, but yeah, and I shouldn't limit uh, all the nice things about Christmas to Midwestern Christmas. Similar San Diego Christmas, going to the bay, right. <laughs> going on walks. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Playing basketball with my new basketball right because uh, it's there's no snow on the ground i don't know all those things are nice but yeah, yeah. i think i feel similarly though i really hate capitalist christmas yeah a lot no me too because it just it's it takes like it just makes it clear like i don't know let me let me let me formulate my hot take here i feel like it's that it makes it clear what the real point of all of this is like hey buy stuff like right now we're buying stuff like what's the point of this whole season buying stuff why because we're celebrating the fact that our whole you know mm-hmm. system is actually just about buying stuff um and like rewarding yourself with you know trinkets or you know big fancy things that you wouldn't normally buy like it's it the focus on that or like the the way that like in mainstream you know yeah capitalism christmas the way that that is like that's like what is being celebrated and i find that yeah. really difficult to like i just it's gross yeah and i think to maybe put a finer point on it i was thinking about like while you were saying that about my experience in retail and i have like immense sympathy for people who would like come to the store because they were like oh this is like the one day i'll be able to like afford these cute christmas pajamas and like i really sympathize with anybody like we were just talking about like gifts and like i also if i want something usually just like buy it for myself so i like really sympathize with people who like giving christmas gifts is like their one opportunity to like buy their family members you know more expensive things than they would be able to you know at other times of the year because of sales blah 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 but that is also sad <laughs> like unfair um and an issue right 
so it's nothing against like if you like buying christmas presents that's fine or if you like getting christmas presents that's no also listen here if you like getting if you like christmas presents i'm coming for you okay it's on site it's on site <laughs> how will you know who they are <laughs> oh you know who they are they got their reindeer antlers on their on their car you know in the windows and like the rudolph nose thing on the grill you ever see that yeah yeah, yeah. well those people are rich so <laughs> yeah, yeah no i'm just take them out <laughs> i don't know <laughs> those people are rich i don't know i don't know probably not i don't know yeah who's to say no i mean yeah i love that shit too and like with the way you're describing midwestern christmas or like the stuff that you were doing and stuff that sounds really nice like that is really nice stuff to do and it's nice to like carve out a time of the year where like that's all you have to do like you don't have to like do that quietly quickly on a weekend you know that's surrounded by work on other side like maybe you get enough time off that you can like settle into a little routine of like you know eating soup by the fire and going for bundled up walks or something like that's really nice obviously yeah big fan yeah i mean i think the other reason i feel warmly towards christmas is that um when I was a kid, I would, like, get a bunch of books, and then I wouldn't have school the next week, so all I would do the week after Christmas was just, like, read, and I still do that now. Um, so, yeah, maybe I just don't like working. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. You big reader? Is that, like... <laughs> yeah. Although, I don't know what I'm going to read this year. I haven't been able... My attention span has been, like, shot. I've been watching a lot of TikToks. Yeah, that'll do it. And playing my X2 blocks. Oh, my... You're still... I did yeah. I did open Subway Surfers the other day. <laughs> I played a little bit. I felt kind of vindicated because I was talking to um, John today about his flight and he was saying he was so bored because it was like dark and he didn't have any he couldn't like read because it was dark and i was like if you had x2 <laughs> i was just thinking like this is why one needs to have right a mindless like, game so they can play it on they, planes oh i was gonna ask like do they not have lights um on spirit airlines oh okay on spirit Air. oh, yeah, okay um not, it was like know. a night flight you know they dim the lights right and it can feel I don't know. I never turn on the the overhead light. No, it's like an imposition. Right. Yeah. So just sit quietly. I mean, I guess that that's Advent. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. I love that little spooky, little quiet, little somber. Ooh, you know? spooky Christmas is. That's a great. Vibe. But like not Nightmare Before oh, Christmas. Oh God, no! God, no! Fuck that. <laughs> um, I mean, the fine that movie's fine, but like you know, people who are super into it and make that like their Christmas is that, like Halloweeny Christmas. No, thank you. I can't get started on that. I agree. Is all I'll say. Okay. I'll tell you off off mic okay. my other thoughts on it. Um, but yeah, okay. Speaking of movies, are there any good Christ- Christmas movies? I almost read it as Christian movies. Um, to which I say no. <laughs> uh, Left Behind with Nicolas Cage, excellent film. Is it a Chris? It's Christian? a Christian. It's a Christian movie. Yeah, it's about like the rapture happens. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like it. It's so funny. It's one of the funniest movies. Um. Anyway, uh, also, God's Not Dead. Hilarious. Excellent. Oh, film. I do. Excellent. Wait, we, we should, should do watch an episode that. On yeah, that. that'd be okay. really good. But okay, cr- Christmas movies. No, I don't really like any of them at all. You don't like Charlie Brown Christmas? I've seen it too many times. I don't even know if I like it or not because like I've seen it so many times that it's like I just. You know, like it's just there. Like, in what about hmm, 
the Grinch movies, the original Grinch movie. The doc- like the Dr. Seuss looking one? The animated one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's animated in the style of the Dr. Seuss book, mm-hmm. not like the later one that sucks. Not the Jim Carrey one. The Jim Carrey one is awful. It is. It's awful. Um, but uh, let me think. Yeah, those are fine. It's cute. I feel silly, you know, like watching them now, though. A kid's movie? A kid's movie. I just totally. don't. I, that, I think that might be one of the, ooh, here it is. Okay. Here it is. I think that's one of my biggest, like, reasons I don't like Christmas the aesthetics that much is because I don't have that, like, yearning for childhood thing mm-hmm. that a lot of people do have. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of people love Christmas because it, like, harkens back to a simpler time when they were a child. Mm. I'm all right. With, I'm all right with being. You're like adult. my eyes are open. My eyes are open and they're not closing. Like I can't go back to my, you know. Mm, yeah, that's fair. I don't think if I were alone, I would ever sit down and be like, "Time to watch the original Grinch movie." If I walked in on you and you were doing that, I'd be really surprised. <laughs> sure. I don't know why I would walk in on you. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would be surprised too. <laughs> Riley, why am I in your apartment? And yeah. also, why are you watching The Grinch by yourself? I just picture you in like a completely dark apartment. You're just The Grinch on. You're just like sitting upright in the yeah. couch while you No, I'm it. not on the couch. I'm on the floor. Oh, God. Crisscross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I agree. There are no good Christmas movies. I used to like Elf when I was like younger. Um, but since I've become... I don't know, an adult, I guess. I don't like it. Yeah, that's too loud. Have you seen it recently? Not so recently. It's problematic. Oh, really? It's literally a movie about Zoe Deschanel manipulating and taking advantage of what's clearly an intellectually disabled individual. Stop. It literally, like. (laughs) Yeah, okay, whatever. I'm not gonna. Will Ferrell's character cannot consent in that film. That I'll stand by. Like, what, you know, call him what you will, but. What? Capable of consent, he is not. <laughs> He's elf. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't like when they sing at the end. I don't know. It's just. It's not for me. Right. Yeah, okay, yeah. No good Christmas movies. No. Um, We already discussed this off mic. Love Actually, the worst movie in the world. It's pretty bad. I used I to think I liked it. it, actually, but I realized it's I, British. I just like British people. I don't <laughs> like Love Actually. Yeah. Mm, I'm trying to think, are there any other? Um, my mom runs a daycare, and she's really into Polar Express. Do you have thoughts on that? I've never seen it. You've never seen it? It looks creepy. It is creepy. It's very Uncanny Valley. Right. It's usually it's like the canonical example of Uncanny Valley. Yeah. yeah. Tom Hanks plays Santa, because right. of course he does. Right. They should have had Chet play- Hanks play Santa. <laughs> Chet Hanks playing Jamaican Santa. I'd watch that Polar Express. Yeah, me too. Are you kidding? Yeah. I'll fund it. Yeah. If he had a Kickstarter, I yeah. would throw in yeah. 20 bucks. They just remake it, but like they edit out all of Tom Hanks's parts and replace it with Chet Hanks. Okay, but Santa... Okay, well, yeah, because... Okay, so in that movie, Tom Hanks isn't just Santa. He's also, like, the conductor. Are they I the think, same? Like, no. Is it the secret? Oh, okay. No, they're not the same. It's just he plays multiple yeah. people in they're the like, movie. They're like, fuck, we got to like, the this. Old we got man. Him for all he's worth. Yeah, well, I think it's supposed to be about, like, the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. Isn't everybody or some, okay. some shit like that? Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder what that spirit is. 
What? It's the Holy Spirit. Oh. That's what I was, yeah. I was I thinking of um, when Marx says thing. that there's the specter of communism <laughs> sweeping Europe. I don't <laughs> yeah. know why. I was yeah, like, yeah. the specter of communism. That is, that is, no, that is what it is. The specter of communism is also the Holy Spirit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Really makes you think. It does. Okay, well, since we've kind of touched upon it, my final Christmas question for you. Um, uh, is um, where do you stand on Santa? Did you s- believe in Santa when you were a, a wee lad? Yeah, I did when I was um, <laughs> when I was a kid. Um, but I, it was like not. I don't really remember the. It was never like I don't remember a distinct moment when I realized. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like kind of stopped over time, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when I stopped believing. I was young, like when I figured it out. Mm-hmm. But like I don't remember. It wasn't like a moment where it was like, oh no, like I heard my aunt like accidentally mention, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, yeah. Oh, Bradley, don't be bad. Um, yeah, I believed in Santa. Well, I think I was very. Uh, I liked, I, here's what I'll say, (laughs) is I really wanted to believe in Santa because I wanted to, like, remain a kid, and I remember being very, like, cognizant of this, and my parents finally being, like, Santa's not real, and I remember being very upset, not because I thought Santa was real, but I was, like, it's all over, which is very, like, sad. Right. Damn. It's really sad. I felt very, like, lied. Not, like, lied to, but I was just like, oh, I don't get to have this, like, belief anymore. Right. In sort of the same way that my um, grandma had already spoiled. She had already spoiled this for me by telling me the Easter Bunny isn't real and only Jesus is real. Had I told you about that? No, but Oh, I don't know. Wait, you did mention that in the first episode. Okay, yeah. That's based, though honestly i mean it's really funny it wasn't her place to tell me but like she (sighs) was obviously right (laughs) (laughs) right if you can believe it right sorry to our listeners um okay if wait how old were you though uh when my parents told me probably like nine okay kind of like old yeah for it and i like knew but they just wanted to be like Right. cut the bullshit <laughs> right you know zizek has a very funny thing about this um, oh yeah he's talking about like I, well he's using it like i think it is like he's a he's talking about god in the same way too but like or like just religious practice but he's saying that like you know like santa's the perfect example of the way that belief functions you know in that like the child knows that it's not real the parents know that it's not real but both pretend that the other doesn't know that the other knows you know, to maintain this sort of state of, like, disbelief where it's, like, we can all pretend that, like, somebody here is, like, maintaining the belief for us. Um, Zizek definitely took that from Don DeLillo's White Noise. Oh, yeah? I believe that. I mean... He would have done that. Spoiler alert, I saw the White Noise movie Mm -hmm. just the other day. I did not like it. Damn. I thought it was really... I don't know. We can't get into why I didn't like it, but there's this scene towards the end. I won't completely spoil it, but the characters are like talking to this nun and they're saying like, oh, do you think heaven is real? And she's like, I don't have time to think about that. And they're like, you don't have time to think about that. And then she goes off um, at them in German so they can't understand. But she basically says like, um, 
like that the nuns believe in God so that normal people don't have to and that they're like the nuns are like fulfilling this um kind of like duty of performing a ritual and like praying for the rest of the world and it's like enabling all of these people's atheism yeah I think that's right <laughs> I think that yeah totally damn that's really good I should read that you you that's could been, borrow it if you want actually I would love to that's been on my list for because you recommended it to me like two years ago really mm-hmm. I'm it's been on my surprised list. I, I have a I have a book it. list like book recommendations list full of them and i have them categorized by person and i think that one's on my Riley, really Riley i would be section. surprised yeah. i guess because i didn't remember anything when i was watching the movie um and apparently it's a very faithful uh like movie yeah so i'd rather I, read the book though i haven't read a novel in forever so I'm just yeah i did know. not enjoy the movie so um but yeah yeah, anyway so but yeah exactly i think that i think that's right like children are performing a ritualistic burden for society in believing in santa and then like well i think what happened with your parents is they collapsed it they collapsed the suspension of mutual like non-knowledge you know yeah like you each could stay believing that the other believed in santa until they made it plain you know right which is so sad, which is why I, I have very conflicted feelings about what I would do in the future if I were like in that parental position. Right. In high school, me and, me and my then girlfriend had quite a few arguments about this, actually. Oh. Because I was like, at the time, I was like, no way. I'm not telling my kids Santa's real. Like, I'm going to be like, hey, the kids at school are going to be talking about this thing. Don't tell them. But it's not real. And she was so offended by that thought. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like I know people who would also be offended. I think both positions are fine. I think it's fine to it's tell fine. your kids that Santa's real. It's fine yeah. not to. I don't know what I would do. I, I think, think I would raise my children to think Christmas was about Jesus only. And then, like, they encounter Santa in the outside world. And they're like, what's this? And I'm like, don't listen what? to them. Like, oh, actually, that would be funny. They would like, gaslight them and be like, <laughs> what, the, what are you What is Santa? Yeah. <laughs> There's a man who brings presents. I did that. <laughs> right. I did that because Jesus told me to <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> and if you're bad, I'm going to tell him. Right. <laughs> and let me yeah. tell you, there's going to be worse punishments than no presents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're on Jesus's naughty list, you go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, and did I tell you hell wasn't real? Yes. Forget that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what, what, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah yeah i I wonder what do do new atheists advocate telling your kids about santa do they celebrate christmas i mean probably in a secular way buy shit for each other yeah um that'd be really funny you're like like a new atheist who's like no christmas not even like take the jesus out of christmas just like no christmas we should work on the 25th i mean that would be crazy that is the future they want do you th- I mean, no, I don't think so. I think they probably... I don't think so either. They probably like Christmas. They right. probably like getting deals on their, I don't know, electronic yeah, <laughs> no, I bet. I bet Sam Harris fucks with a toy train. He like, you know, yeah. he sits on the ground. He watches the wheels. Yeah. Oh, I do love toy train core Christmas. Yeah. Toy train core Christmas. Excellent. Yeah, my grandparents... I feel like this perfectly compatible with somber British Christmas, too. I think so, too. Yeah, my grandparents would... They had an old toy train, and it was, like, very long, and it would, like, go, like, the entire, like, length of their house. I remember being, like, obsessed with it. But they did 
Southern California Minnie and Mickey Mouse Christmas. Are you familiar? No. What is that? It's just when you decorate everything with Minnie and Mickey oh, okay. Mouse. Okay. I thought this was like, I mean, I felt like I was until you asked if I was familiar with it. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> yeah. I should have said, can you imagine? Yeah. That okay. Yeah. Very straightforward. Right. Um, All right, Riley. I got a question for you. All right. What do you think is the theological significance of God being made flesh in the form of the baby Jesus? Why are you doing this to me? I don't know. I don't know. I was worried you were going to ask me this question. Wait, really? That's really good. Yeah, something like this. Because I was thinking, uh, when I was thinking of my questions, I was like, okay, I'm going to stay away from the the religious. Yeah, yeah. Um, We're going to do podcast drink one beer christmas right not <laughs> oh, we gotta do, we have to do content you know hmm. this is going on my cv yeah mine too actually but i guess i just like don't really know which is kind of like embarrassing to admit as someone who used to go to church quite often not even only right just on christmas right um so I don't know i guess it's about you know capital h his suffering uh and whatnot right i mean his capacity for suffering i think is like the the big like significant thing Mm -hmm. um like being made into a human being you know makes god vulnerable yeah i guess i can't be as you know purely as purely big other right yeah i think the thing that just confuses me still is the um the oh my gosh why can i not think of the the three tripartite the trinity um bradley's using the litter box it's gonna do you hear it yeah i can hear it (laughs) Oh, no, he wants into your room. No, your Bradley, you can't go in there because you're... Oh, no. Oh, oh Good no. catch. <laughs> Bradley. Well, Bradley just tried to destroy my laptop, but I think we're okay now. Yeah. Bradley really is on one. Um, but yeah, I was saying I don't get the the Trinity so much. Right. Well, nobody does. I think it's supposed to be a mystery, you know? I get it, but... Nobody else. Do- no. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, nobody Nobody does. Like, that's the point, you know? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be mysterious. Um, which I like that. People, well, new atheists get mad about that, but it's because they're virgins. Um, oh. And it's just, you know, like, I do think that that's cool, that you're just not supposed to know. Mm-hmm. And it's like a harmless not supposed to know, right? Like, it's not like a, like, there's, like, ways that that can be weaponized, you know, which is mm-hmm. very aptly pointed out. But I think as far as, like, mysteries go, it's a nice one. It'll do. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. okay. Well, what do you think the significance is? Of, like, the incarnation? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess just, well, for me, what? but this is going to, don't, I don't know. Like, in general, I think it's just, like, okay, I'll give two answers. One is, like, kind of the more standard Christian answer, and the second is my version. So, like, I think the standard Christian answer is, like, it's literally for God so loved the world, right? Like, John 3.16 um like it's like a sacrifice like god loved us so Mm -hmm. much that he sacrificed his son for us and like the incarnation in the flesh is like him making himself revealed in the form of a person that we might all 
you know, be offered the chance at salvation, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. For me, I think it's rad. And this is like the Chester Tenney Gijeki thing that like uh, God would be like in the story of this. Like, you know, you kind of take a step back and look at it a little more literarily. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, like God made himself or like the, the writers of this made God into a guy a guy who gets killed you know Mm -hmm. um and how radically vulnerable and beautiful like the love of that story is Mm -hmm. i think is like the significance of it like like telling the story of a god who was made man so that he might be killed is like to take the sort of like big other to use the lacanian term Mm -hmm. that zizek likes to zizek likes to use um and like turning it into something that is like it's just another guy basically who's vulnerable in the same way that we are and yet through that telling a story about that guy being like you know infinitely loving i think is really like that's an incredible story Mm -hmm. um i don't think that and that's not like a strictly atheist interpretation i think mine is but like you know that's like i think that's that's the version of it that that i find you know really compelling so Mm -hmm. i mean that's kind of it's like that's a beautiful story to center like a holiday around you know um yeah but yeah sick nice yeah hbd to jesus um no i i think that's right i don't have really anything to add just like yeah (laughs) uh so final question about christmas maybe is Christmas a misenchantment? <laughs> controversial question. Very controversial. Confusing, Haters. maybe, to yeah. some. Very confusing. But I'm going to say yes. Absolutely. Capitalist Christmas. Capitalist Christmas is, yeah. And, like, Christmas for the sake of Christmas kind of thing. You know, like, people are just, like, in love with, like, no, I love Christmas. You know? <laughs> okay, for- they, 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 you know? They don't want to put reindeer antlers on their car. Mm. I guess that's just capitalist Christmas, though. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how any how Christmas could be for the sake of Christmas. I guess. I I know what you mean, though. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think it's just like it's like kind of like what I said before. It like turns into a festival of consumption. Yeah. And in that way very misenchanty like kind of like in mccarraher's sense like really like canonically a great example right, yeah of the way that we're supposed to like put meaning faith you know etc in like the sort of like metaphysical power of purchasing shit mm-hmm. yeah i i think so too i wrote in my notes idk how but this has something to do with when people only go to church on christmas um unfortunately yeah, more about that. i'm very curious about that i don't really know unfortunately that is me this year i have not been to church since christmas last year i'm gonna go this year i don't know yeah tbd on <laughs> when i'll go next right but i just feel like it's a way i don't know i feel like people who are really obsessed with christmas as you said for christmas sake or like for I don't know, present sake for Santa's sake. Um, Often, if like they 
claim to be christian will like go to chris or go to mass or christmas eve service or christmas day service as a way of like justifying like everything else that's oh i like that yeah that's it okay i think yeah and but i think that's a really ungenerous reading yeah well i don't know it might be right though i don't think it's bad like it's not like a like you know you know you know it's it's not good to be judgmental you know about like oh right. you only come to christmas once or twice a year or you only i mean come yeah to church i'm one of those people yeah. so i can't yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can't do you really feel like you're ju- you're justifying your cons- consumptive habits by going to church once a year um no i don't think so i think i just really uh enjoy the opportunity i also go to church typically around easter time i didn't this past year i don't remember why i didn't i think i watched easter service or something Mm. i think it's no i I remember what it was it was that i was living in michigan and i knew i was about to move so i didn't want to start going to a new church um or something like that i honest i don't know but i i think i like the opportunity for like a special service i yeah. really like the christmas service i really like the easter service and churches go all out you know because yeah. there's a bunch of people who are priesters yeah. as they say right yeah <laughs> so i think that's nice i like the the uh christmas hymns um yeah. I don't know. It just feels more like important. Yeah. So did I tell you that I went to go to I went to a Christmas service at a Lutheran church last year? Yeah, but I don't remember what you had said about it. Yeah, it was really beautiful. It was because my mom's friend is German, and she like they had a German service, mm-hmm. and she invited us to it because she sings in the choir. Um, and it was I mean it, it was beautiful. Like it was very cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, last year I went to a Lutheran service where the theme was um, God in the darkness. Like, that was their Advent theme. Um, and there was, yeah. like, a really nice part of the service that was just, like, in darkness. Yeah. Um, but then typically, like, yeah, my grandparents' church will do the, uh, what is it, the Christmas uh, song medley or whatever. Mm-hmm. I had this thought um, while peeing just now. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think the beauty of it is it's just about how God's just like a guy, you know? Yeah. Like, not like some, you know, not like some Cartesian philosopher's God or like, you know, some sort of platonic ideal or like some sort of like, I don't know, like super magical thing. I mean, he does miracles or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> or whatever. I'm not too big on those. Yeah. But it's just about how God's just like a guy, you know, and that's us. It's like, it's deeply humanist in that way. It's kind of like, I take it as a reminder that it's like, it's just us here. And that's a good thing kind of thing. That's my, at least that's my, my reading of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I've been seeing a lot of, okay, in between the ex-evangelical TikToks, I've also been seeing like Christian TikToks about like, 
oh like imagine when jesus was a toddler and like how i don't know mary must have been annoyed with him or like imagine mary being such a nice mom and jesus as a baby and i find all of these tiktoks kind of like annoying and how like precious they yeah, are like yeah. it just is kind of too... it sounds dare i say anxious it, yeah it is it, it makes me feel like uncomfortable um and they're all like nobody wants to talk about this because women's issue i don't know whatever yeah, i'm yeah. being a hater now <laughs> yeah um <laughs> no it's, yeah i don't know it's not for me but they're right about the like thought but mm-hmm. just like their impulse to make content about it makes me cringe right I mean, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like the thought that like, okay, like, you know, this there's a religion that centers on the idea that the like, sort of like, you know, metaphysical God figure held in, in other sort of religious traditions is in fact just like, actual, you know, is, is incarnate into just like a person, you know, who like is a toddler and shits his pants and annoys his mom or whatever, you know, that's cool. Based even. It's based. Yeah. 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 So... I think that's right. That's the the reason for the season. Put the Christ back in Christmas. Put the Christ back in Christmas. Remember that God is just a baby who, who you know, cried and woke up his parents in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's right. There we go. All right. <laughs> cool. Do you have anything more to say about Christmas? Nah. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'll go back to that Lutheran church for some singing. Oh, yeah. 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 You should. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so now we're going to talk about, I don't know. A year-end roundup? Yeah, year-end roundup of things that happened this year. Well, one thing that happened earlier this year, and then two articles that came out in the past, I don't know, since we recorded. Right, (laughs) yeah. Um, So what should we start with? We have Luddite. Oh, yeah. Tell me about the Luddite thing. Okay. So this is an article in the New York Times um, that just came out today. It's an eight minute read. Nice. I hate when they say how many minutes it will be. I don't know why. You got to beat it. I just find it kind of. That's what it's there for so you can try to beat it. Well, no, it's not because of that. I just think it's like condescending. It's like, don't worry. Like, please, please. Right. It does. Yeah. (laughs) We, We need you so bad. It does. Yeah. So Luddite teens, okay, the article is in the New York Times style section. It's called, Lut, quote unquote, Luddite teens don't want your likes when the only thing better than a flip phone is no phone at all. And it's just about how these um, teens in New York um, have what they call Luddite club. And it's because they, they read Hunter S. Thompson and Jack Kerouac and um, Into the Wild. Um, and then they decided to like leave society, but they can't really leave society because they're te- sitting in Central Park. <laughs> yeah, so they just, literally, yeah, they just that's exactly what they do. Um, maybe not Central Park, but wherever they meet, right? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I skimmed it. I know right. it was only an it's eight only, minute you couldn't read. Even, yeah, well, see, the, you're the person who they're putting that there for. <laughs> I don't need to read it. And so, like, they, they just come to the park every Sunday and, like, meet up. And they say, like, oh, we don't have ways to contact each other. So, like, you have to show up. You can't, like, skip the club. And um, they talk about, like, putting up posters at their school that say, like, Luddite Club. Like, come hang out with us. And then all their... Uh, fellow classmates started saying they were like classist for 
giving up their phones or like opting to use um, flip phones. Uh... That's really funny that like is the suggestion there that like being the non-classist choice would be for them to all get phones and use them regularly <laughs> like in order to avoid being classist you, you must purchase a, tele- a cell phone and i think start, so yeah. here I'll, I'll read the passage so um this is um logan or Ju- julian one kid named julian so he says one kid says it's classist julian said i think the club's nice because i get a break from my phone but i get their point some of us need technology to be included in society some of us need a phone okay pause yeah i think that is true for some people but like not most teens like they have school right (laughs) and they can go to luddite club and then one of the club leaders says we get backlash the argument i've heard is we're a bunch of rich kids and expecting everyone to drop their phones is privileged after Julian left, Logan admitted that she, oh, sorry, Logan is a girl, sorry. Logan admitted that she had wrestled with the matter and that the topic had spurred some heated debate among club members. I was al- I was really discouraged when I heard the classist things and almost ready to say goodbye to the club, she said. I talked to my advisor, though, and he told me most revolutionary acts, most revolutions actually start with people from industrious backgrounds like Che Guevara who are not expecting everyone to have a flip phone we just see a problem with mental health and screen use which like seems reasonable yeah and not classes yeah. it's not classes to say don't be on TikTok I mean yeah that's it's just bizarre that that's like what would that even like you know what's classes is being rich in the first place like that's the that's the problem like choosing to it's so stupid like choosing to not use your wealth in some particular way is really that's insane that's i mean sorry i guess these are teenagers coming up with these accusations so i shouldn't be too hard on them um but yeah that's you know uh that doesn't make any sense right yeah i mean the father of one of the the club members says well it's classes to make people need to have smartphones too right (laughs) right yeah absolutely which is so true it's just like ridiculous oh it's in prospect park of course um i mean my bigger problem with this is i hate um that like new york can garner such attention do you want before we get to that do you want to hear the final line which is like really yeah yeah I'll, I'll read the final like paragraph yeah um so this is the kids are leaving the, the meeting taking a shortcut they headed down a lonely path that had no park lamps their talk livened when they discussed the poetry of lewis carroll the piano compositions of ravel and the evils of tiktok elena pointed at the night sky look she said that's a waxing gibbous that means it's going to get bigger as they marched through the dark the only light glowing on their faces was that of the moon wow <laughs> Okay, well, I hate the writer of this. Tell, uh, say that to Alex Vodacool. Alex, uh, you, you there, you bud, come on, stop being so precious. Yeah. Probably there were city lights glowing on their faces too. Yeah, because New York sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's very bright there. I mean, I sympathize with the teens, but yeah, unfortunately, they just had the misfortune of living in New York. Right which is annoying that's an annoying thing to do um yeah this is an anti-new york podcast absolutely we're we're moving the center of intellectual gravity west to san San diego Diego. (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying it sounds silly yeah it really (laughs) really does like even la would be like a stretch but san diego is just like oh my god clearly not (laughs) no clearly Clearly not not. i just saw a tweet today 
that said um san diego is one of the biggest cities in the united states and i can't think of a single iconic image oh, yeah, of it yeah, and yeah. i was like fuck <laughs> like, no that's definitely true and then someone had <laughs> this is gonna only be for the san diego heads out there someone responded you haven't been to potato chip <laughs> <laughs> that's really good which is like hilarious right that is really it's not funny. even one of like the peaks of san diego i know that's really funny <laughs> i was like whoa 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 um anyway yeah uh, but yeah fuck new york we hate new york yeah i hate new york I think I hate when the city is a character. Yeah. Movies. Don't need it. No movies should be set there anymore. We've had enough. Yeah. Unless Woody Allen decides to make another movie. No, I'd watch. Yeah, I'd watch that. Actually, none of his most recent ones have been any good at all. Um, If you could time travel, if he could time travel and then go back. Yeah. Then I guess it would be okay. I mean, he when he was doing it, I guess that was kind of still newish to make the city a character that way, you know? Yeah. But London's better than New York. I'm just going to come out and say it. Yeah. I need to, I'm going to go to New York this spring, but. Um, I also want to go to New York yeah, soon. <laughs> yeah, I will. But you know, it doesn't deserve, because like, here's what I really hate about it is like people like, like these teens or whatever, you know, like because they're in New York, they get like all of this, you know, it's like, Ooh, like what's this cultural movement that's like happening, you know, like, Whoa, like this is really like the intelligentsia at work, you know, but not really. You know, like they're not doing anything particularly interesting. I'm sure there's plenty of people, you know, nationwide, globally, who have decided to do something similar to that, or at least as intellectually interesting. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. So do you think that these teens getting attention is because they're... How how do I explain my question? Is it that the New York Times style section is a New York-based paper oh yeah that just happens to be reporting that just happens to have like such a large mm, audience yeah including us or is it that people really think what's happening in new york is like more important i think well both but definitely they do i think definitely people have the general sense that like like new york is like you know the production of like culture especially like intelligent like okay like la is like the the main producer of culture but like of like marvel movie stupid culture you know like i think when people are like oh this is serious like you know like ooh, what cultural what new you know like they had there was like several articles about the like um oh my god what were they called we even talked about it like the you know um dime square that was that was what was bothering me everybody thought oh look at these hipsters in dime square that are becoming catholic and saying racism you know and like that was supposed to be like indicative of some sort of like interesting cultural shift um yeah but you know i don't think so or yeah there was that guy who had his um play thank you (laughs) for handing me that um there was that guy who had the play about dime square and it was just like an immersive theater experience and it's like bradley's being so bad and it's like have you been to san diego zine club yeah Yeah. write write an article about that right yeah i don't know i i agree i just think it's ridiculous right. i'm sick of it yeah i think yeah i mean we're at least as good as red scare <laughs> that's really what i define yeah. good <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> i'll get back to that yeah um 
yeah i don't know i think i'm just being a hater because i've been listening to this new podcast um which i won't name but the girlies are both both the hosts are like new york girlies and they just are obsessed with living in new york and they keep saying like oh like you probably already know about like how it is in brooklyn and i'm like i don't why would you think that everyone who listens to this is from new york yeah because that's what it like i think new york is like you know a bunch of there's a bunch of like podcasters making podcasts for each other you know yeah and i mean yeah so i find that annoying and the last time i went to new york i hung out with like a bunch of like friends of a friend who all went to nyu (laughs) and i just had an annoying time i think i just don't like nyu that's actually maybe my main beef right fuck nyu yeah who needs them yeah yeah have you heard of university of i don't know i was gonna say michigan but i don't think that's right yeah that's you ever heard of san diego state university go aztecs no um wishes it where nyu is the issue yeah oh i see yeah yeah (laughs) Mm. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah have you ever heard of uh i don't know csu channel islands oh yeah yeah we're big (laughs) channel islands heads here (laughs) so true yeah um okay so that was luddite teen club yeah i like them yeah i'm i'm for them yeah yeah okay cool yeah um (laughs) they could just should keep doing it the only thing more annoying than kids from new york being over intellectualized in the media is the people who are saying that they're classist for having done so (laughs) So, so true yeah so true okay we're in agreement um the next people to talk about are the eugenics people right that's um, classist <clears throat> yeah they're classes so this is <laughs> yeah. um simone and malcolm collins who have they're like billionaire tech people who are pronatalist and they think that everyone should have well not everyone not everyone they think that rich people white white people no just kidding they swear that they're not racist Um, they literally just are though okay yeah we'll get to that but they they say that people should have more kids so these kids will like be smart smart people should have kids right because otherwise um the religious hicks are going to um i don't know outbirth the rest of us right and so these people have committed to having like 12 kids yeah they're gonna have their kids kids have to have 10 kids or whatever yeah and in 10 generations their kids will rule the world yeah which i have a feeling it's going to backfire on them and that not all of their kids are going to be like yeah (laughs) they they won't like literally there's no way there's no way um there's gonna have 10 traumatized kids seriously yeah with horrible names like titan invictus that's their youngest daughter right that's right daughter (laughs) there's nobody who names their kid that let alone their daughter that isn't racist like there's totally. no way well okay so here's what i'll say about it i do think that we should restructure society a, a little bit maybe not restructure but we should incentivize you know people to have children yeah well i don't know about incentivize but just make it easier too yeah okay yeah that's what i mean child yeah. care shouldn't be so expensive right wages should be higher right <laughs> i don't know preschool should be free preschool should be free like all sorts of things yeah. like this college should be cheaper yeah um etc 
we should have a higher birth rate, maybe, whatever. I could maybe be sympathetic to this, but they keep insisting that they're not racist. But here's the what first- What are their names? Something Collins? Simone and Malcolm Collins. Simone, Collins, yeah. Um, they're siblings, I think. Oh. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> they look exactly they the do same. They exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, whatever. That's that's fine, too. Um, sorry if you can hear Bradley in the background. He's being... He gets really fussy about eugenics. He does not like it. Anyway, yeah, there was a big write-up about them in Business Insider and their, like, vision to... Because they're funded by, like, Peter Thiel. I don't know what... what they're like I don't know like he buys he buy I was gonna say he buys their condoms well they're not using any but like I'm not sure in what way he funds them but um, he he does have some money I think yeah but I think it's interesting that they insist that they're not racist but here's the first sentence of their Google Doc which you can find on their Twitter. Um, and websites so they write this deep dive explains how declining populations will cause the following problems despite immigration automation and life extension technology okay point one the collapse of many cities parentheses devolution into detroit like status right yeah the worst thing in the world is to have a city like detroit right i wonder why yeah (laughs) Yeah. like come on that's so like yeah blatantly racist yeah yeah blatantly racist um and then they go on to say like the decline of pro-social behavior you know basically if educated white people aren't having kids then uneducated white people who don't believe in gender equality and climate change will have kids right um yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much to say about these people. It's just I just like think modern eugenics. Like it's it's not even it's it's just the same thing as like twentieth century eugenics. Like it's not a different. It's not even like a ooh with a modern twist. Like it's just literally the exact same thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they like to point out that, um, like fertility is declining faster among native american hispanic and black americans than it is among white americans so therefore we're not racist right um, i don't really know why we're talking about these people i guess because well, they're kind of like larping as trad they are and they call themselves secular calvinists which oh, is a really shit, interesting I forgot thing. About that. yeah i think that's like the most that's the most interesting thing because i've i've been like thinking about this recently because like it's not really like a novel observation to point out that like calvinism and capitalism are are intimately related ideologies but like it's funny that they put such an obvious fine point on this because i I was in my understanding evil class i did a lecture on um on eugenics and i was talking about how it's kind of like um well, I was thinking about, like, and as I was preparing, because I don't think I brought this up, because we didn't talk about, like, the Protestant Reformation or anything in that class, so it wouldn't have made sense. But, like, I brought up that, uh, or, like, I was thinking about that, like, eugenics is kind of, like, because it was, like, an American project originally, right? right? Like, um, and the thought that, like, you can, like, produce people who are, like, sort of predestined to be better, you know? is very analogous to the sort of Calvinist impulse to... Oops. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Oh. The Calvinist impulse to think that you can, um, like, you know, be, like, pre- born, like, just predetermined as one of the elect who gets to be God's, you know, ch- chosen people. Um, for those of you who don't know, like, Calvinism... There's there's a lot of... There's many aspects to Calvinism, um, but, like, the, the part that, like, practicing Calvinists... 
like there's a lot of aspects of like John Calvin's philosophy, but the part that practicing Calvinists have emphasized historically is like the like importance of being like a member of the elect, which is to say mm-hmm. the num- the people who are determined to already be saved by God. Mm-hmm. And so um, in a secular context, like maybe we don't believe anymore that some people are determined to go to heaven by God, but what we do believe potentially eugenicsly is that some people are just born, you know, elect to be better than others. Right. Um, and this is like a very interesting sort of. Yeah. Um, as chosen by the algorithms. Right. As well. Yeah. By genetics and the algorithms. Yeah. yeah. And, but they, but the funny part is like they are cognizant of this and they know it and they call themselves that, which is the really. It is funny. Yeah. It's like, you know, damn, you, you got to hand it to them in, in this case, in the sense that, you know, they're, they're aware of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have any further thoughts on them. I just think they're kind of silly. Yeah. And it's tough because I agree with them on some things. Like, we should have more research into why, like, fertility is dropping and stuff like this. Right. But It's because of the seed oils. You think? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I wonder. Okay, I'm going to search seed. Nope. They don't talk about seed oils yeah. in this. I feel like microplastics, that's something that's affecting fertility. Um, nope, not in there either. Well, they should know. Yeah, they should be aware of that. Yeah, that's so embarrassing for them. It is embarrassing for them. That? How do they not know? I think I think that actually is true, though. The microplastics? Yeah. Yeah. PFAS. What's that? Uh, polyfluoral alkalized substances. It's what they put on... Um, it's like a... A class of chemical, not chemicals, but like materials that is that are used to um, like waterproof items, or like oh, they okay. often like like nonstick pans are yeah. coated with PFAS, um, and they're forever chemicals in that they don't ever break down. Okay, and yeah. they're in basically every single water source in the United States. Fuck, damn. Okay, well. yeah, yeah. Um, Gotta stop drinking water. Right? Yeah. And cooking with nonstick pans and using... Nah, that I won't do. I can't stand the other kinds. It's fair. Yoga mats. Oh, my often God. Have... I gotta stop eating yoga mats. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Classic. Um, so, yeah, that's the Collinses. Should we talk about Blake Lemoyne or should we save that if we were to talk about artificial general intelligence oh, that's at a future right. date? Now we should do an AI-specific episode. All right, but, well, yeah. All we'll say now as a teaser is there was this guy named Blake Lemoyne. I don't know if you pronounce it Lemoyne, but I'm not going to pretend I know. Yeah. And he was a Google engineer who got fired for saying that his AI project became sentient. And then they fired him and he said, that's religious discrimination. Right. Very interesting case. Yeah, that is a very interesting case. And I do think we could do a whole thing on, like, the relationship between like religious belief and ai totally as something that people are looking to as like the harbinger of some new era or some shit like that mm-hmm. yeah definitely i mean the collins is included yeah. yeah for sure cool all right well look forward to that in the new year before then though metaphysics are long heralded sorry about not having done that one next but we had to sneak a christmas episode in yeah um, but we'll get to that one next which will be the first guest.
I guess you could say that we're simply having a wonderful Christmas time. We simply are having a wonderful Christmas time. And, you know, Ray, all I want for Christmas is you. (laughs) 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 Okay, well, I'm trying to think of another Christmas song to come back with. Um, What child is this? I'm gesturing toward Bradley. Bradley is being so bad, but he is my little drummer boy <laughs> <laughs> yeah drumming up some trouble that's right um yeah. cool well yeah. happy new year to yeah. all yeah merry merry christmas merry merry christmas um yeah uh see you in heaven see you in heaven mm-hmm.